I'm Babs Rose Ivy. This is Love Babs Love Talk. If it's around nine o'clock, you got me, babies. Uh, hey, Nora. Hey, Harry. Hope you all are well. They're back behind the scenes working all this magic. It does not happen by accident. <laughs> all this goodness and good talk does not come easy. <laughs> How y'all doing? I had an extraordinarily good weekend. Extraordinarily good weekend. But before I get into the weekend vibe and the recap of the weekend, blow by blow, play by play, let me wish my Jewish brethren and sisterin a happy Rosh Hashanah. If y'all don't know what Rosh Hashanah is, it is it is the start of the high holidays for the Jewish people. It started Sunday, um, and it's like it's, it starts the, it's the Jewish New Year, so it marks the beginning of the of the Jewish high holy days. And uh, the millennia old holiday is an occasion for reflection and is often marked by prayer. And, you know, they eat a lot of symbolic food and the blowing of a traditional horn called a shofar. So if you if you live around Jewish folks who practice this stuff, you'll see uh, a lot of the outside spaces are about to get tricked out. And, uh, and so they're getting ready. And uh, and my my children's um, godparents um, are Jewish so they grew up and you know and 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 uh, I was good friends with uh, Ina who also served on the uh, board of Alder so my kids got a good healthy dose of um, uh, Jewish culture um, they've gone to seders they've gone to synagogue they've got a healthy dose of it and uh, and we had a lot of Jewish families in our neighborhood um, so uh, so yes so happy Rosh Hashanah uh, to my Jewish friends far and wide. Because so I've got my New York Jewish friends and my California Jewish friends and all over the place. So happy Rosh Hashanah to them. And uh, I hope that this new year brings you good peace and blessings and abundance for the year ahead. So that's, there we are. Uh, now, we had a really great weekend. Can I just tell you? It has been, I think uh, gala season was at its height this year because things opened up and people could go to things. And so, and so to things we went. Starting with the uh, Arts and Ideas Gala on Friday at the Marcel Hotel, which is that brutalist building that was the Pirelli building that sits right there on Long Wharf Drive or Sergeant Drive, sits there on Sergeant Drive. And you know, it's a rough building, right? It's harsh, but going in, it's very swanky, very, very swanky. So they had the little shindig, the uh, Arts and Ideas folks had the shindig up on the, I guess the ninth floor. Um, and they've got some kind of open space there. Uh, interesting space. Let me tell you, uh, Alicia uh, McLean, uh, tricked out that space and softened those hard lines. She draped fabric from the ceiling and put down a green grass, faux grass floor and softened the, softened the tables with flowers. I mean, she really cast an enchanting spell on that building. And I think this is, well, I know this is the first time that the Marcel has hosted an event I hope they had people take pictures so they could use that in, in their telling of the story of how people can utilize that harsh space. 
because uh, uh, Alicia did an amazing job. And actually, they should probably hire her to be their space softener for, for all the events because it really requires some vision to soften those hard lines. And she did it. And she did it beautifully. It was lit well. Everybody looked beautiful in the space. Uh, I didn't feel like I was bumping into people. Um, the catering food was good. You know, it was really good. It wasn't too much. It wasn't overdone. It was just the right amount. Uh, um, good wine, a good bar, good bar service. They had a wonderful uh, photo booth. They had a whole room tricked out so you could take pictures. If you go to the Arts and Ideas website, I think they'll be up there at some point. I, I took a gazillion because, you know, I'm trying to be like Frederick Douglass. You know, this century is going to see Black women. <laughs> and they're going to see, they're going to see round and wide Black women. <laughs> So, so yeah, so we got all dressed up. We went and showed up and showed out. Dance, 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 had a good time. They had a, they had a fabulous DJ. Oh my word. He just kept the music. You know, he was like one of these European DJs that just keeps the music pumping. Do you know, like there's no breaks. Like it's just on and on and on and on and on. And the beat don't stop till the break of dawn. I mean, it was really, he really was good. We even got some, we even got some electric slide in. Let me tell you something. You know, black people, we're going to electric slide wherever we at. And, uh, and Malachi Eason is going to lead it every time if he is in the space. So we did a little electric slide. It was great. I mean, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a great. So that was a great, great, great Friday night gala. Thank you to the Arts and Ideas uh, folks. Uh, my heart, our hearts still are with Shelly uh, because her brother has passed. And uh, she is out there in California, but I did text her and let her know it was a fabulous event. And she saw the pictures and she was very grateful that people came. And, you know, we saw uh, Mary, who was the former uh, uh, before um, Tom Griggs, Griggs and uh, Martha were the, and uh, the other person was um, taking over the arts, International Festival Ideas. Uh, Martha was in there. I mean, um, Mary. So she was there. She popped in. There's some pictures of her up on the site. And she had never met Shelly, which is interesting to me. Uh, but it was nice to see her. It was really nice to see her. So we had a good time. And then, let's see. So that was Friday night, babies. Saturday night, you know. Oh, and let me tell you something. At the Marcel, they had a lot of vegan things. So I never felt like I mean, I, I ate the Korean beef because that Korean beef was everything. Woo! Um, but they had a lot of vegetables. They had a lot of things that I could eat, more than enough things. And not just salad, right? Like it was, it was all kinds of good vegan things. And I was grateful for that. Because, you know, I, I have a dairy allergy, a milk protein allergy. And it is, um, it is challenging when I got to like dissect the sauce. I got to dissect what they cooked it in. I got I to gotta do all this I got to do all the sleuthing <laughs> and it just gets exhausted to the point. It was like, just, just, you know what? Just bring me a damn salad. <laughs> Hold the dressing, bring me the oil and vinegar on the side. <laughs> but I didn't have, I didn't have to do that. The dressing was vegan. I mean, they was, you know, they were, they were about it. So it was really, really nice. And people were dressed up and it was beautiful. 
Um, something did happen, but I'm gonna circle back around. I'm gonna circle back around to that after I finish the joyous recap. So Saturday um, was the Jamaican American Connection Gala at the Omni. Child, they showed all the way out. It was packed at the Omni. The food was incredible. Jamaican inspired food. You got a piece of salmon. You got some jerk chicken. You got green vegetables. You got, I don't know what the hell else was on that plate. Potatoes. It was, it was just amazing. Um, uh, it was just amazing. People looked beautiful. Um, they had a funny, a funny, funny, funny um, uh, MC. I MC'd one year, but I, I really think, you know, um, I think I think they do well with a Jamaican MC or Palm. Palm was good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I liked it. I don't care. I I enjoyed hosting. I never met a mic I didn't like. So that was Saturday night, and man, it was a full-on party afterwards. So we left in a little after, I don't know, we must have left in about 11.30-ish. I don't know, closer to 12, maybe? But it was fun. It was a lot of dancing. The music was good. You know, Caribbean people know how to wind it down, baby. They, they know how to get it in. Anthony McDon I got to introduce Anthony McDonald, which was my great honor. He had some really amazing words uh, for the people. It was good to see him. His wife looked beautiful. Everybody looked beautiful. I mean, everybody showed up looking beautiful. And it was just, it was just black excellence. It was just, it was just, it was just black excellence across the diaspora, right? That's that's what I want to say. It was black excellence across the diaspora. And everybody just looked amazing and beautiful and and it was just great. I mean, some people went on too damn long with their remarks. <sighs> you know, people get in front of a mic and think, everybody thinks they're funny. Everybody thinks they're witty. Nine times out of 10, they're not. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. So that was Saturday night. Sunday, we went over to Bloom because David, David Muir who was my guest on Friday, um, had his book signing. Here's the book. Yes, this thing is huge. It's $125, this book. Beautiful book, beautiful. I had to have it because I had him as my guest. Plus, you know what? To have a book of Jamaica, which is one of my most favorite places to go. So now I've got, now I've got a real understanding of when I go back to Jamaica, I want to run through all these places or as many of them, as many of them as I can, because I, I'm not, I've not done that. I've been up in the mountains, in the green mountains where they make that good ass coffee. Uh, and I've been down in the, you know, in the, in the places in Kingston and, you know, where there was, I've been to resort kinds of things and, and but I want to be amongst the people always. So I wanna I wanna go and uh, you know check out people, but this book is gorgeous. It's just it's just gorgeous. It is just gorgeous, gorgeous. So so that was Sunday, and then the capstone for Sunday was we ended the night at the celebration for Alita, um, at Bragamos, 
um, run by Mike Mills, who y'all know is Mr. Drumming, Mr. Mr. Drumming of the world, and uh, uh, Raphael, Raphael Ramos, which Ramos is his place, his, his production house. You know, they do a lot of good productions over there and throw some good parties. The food was incredible. Oh my God, the food was, I've not had food that good in a very long time. I mean, honest to God, healing to the people food. It was amazing. It was soul food, it was collard greens, it was Caribbean food, it was, it was all kinds of food. Man, we ate like kings, ate like kings. It was great. The music, the drums, um, Cab Calloway's granddaughter was there. Um, she sang a couple of tunes. Um, it was her birthday too. It was amazing. It was just a wonderful night. Oh, you could go on Facebook. There's a gazillion pictures and video and all of that kind of stuff. Of people like, um, you know, capturing the moment and sharing it with everybody else. It was great. It was, it was, it really was, this really was, a, listen, I know I say this every weekend. Every weekend is a great weekend. And God knows every weekend that I have breath in my body is a good weekend, but this, this was an exceptional weekend. You know, you got to be glamorous and cultured and artistic and fun and whirlwind. And if I, if anybody comes to me, took my, I, there's nothing to do in New Haven. I, 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 I challenge you to go and rethink that because there's so much to do in the city. So much to do. And you don't have to, you're on people's Instagram pages and Facebook pages, and you want to be in New York and you think that's glamorous or LA, you think that's glamorous. We got glamour right here. You don't have to be amongst celebrities to have a good time. You can, you can be a celebrity right here in your own town. You don't got to be with Jay-Z and Rihanna and all. And honestly, that really isn't any fun. <laughs> Ask me how I know. I spent my time babysitting celebrities uh, when I was working in entertainment public relations. And I, I got to tell you, for my money, hanging with my own kinds of friends is way more fun than trying to be up with celebrities. It's just, they're just on some other wave. And they're just not fun. <laughs> they're not fun. They're all, they all have angst. They're moody. You know, it's just not fun. You want to have a good time, get with your peoples and go to your own glamorous thing where you can put on a gown or a tuxedo and sparkle up. Get with your friends and do that and pop bottles and do all that. That that really is, that's the fun. So if you want to, if you want to be like them, be like them in your own backyard. Don't chase them. Stop chasing celebrity because it's just, it's just inauthentic and it's exhausting and it's dull. Hang with your peoples. So when you see Oprah and Gail and her people and they pop in tequila and they drink tequila to two o'clock in the morning in spaces, you can do that. I do it, my friends. My friends, we don't need we don't need Oprah and Gail. We got us. We rock and we roll and we do the things. That's for me. That's that's what life is. I don't I don't chase anybody else's idea of fun. I make my own. So anyway, that's my own little little thing. So let me let me let me circle back around to uh, the arts and ideas um, gala, which was fun until <sighs> y'all know Lee Lee Stump is that his name Lee Stump. So apparently last year 
you know, when Long Wharf Theater announced that we were moving toward an itinerant model, Dick got in his feelings about, about that and started sending these harassing ass emails to the staff and then seeing all the theatrical people in the world. Like he was doing this and we tried to ignore it. We did ignore it. But then, you know, he he amped it up a little bit more. They started coming more and more and more. Now, I, I don't know what this man does for a living. I don't know why he has so much time on his hands messing with a the theater. And then, you know, he's, he's, he sent us this message about he's, he, they're changing their wills to cut Long Wharf Theater out of it. Who says stuff like that? And who is moved by stuff like that? And how petty do you have to be that your only bargaining chip or what you think is a bargaining chip is when you die, you're going to leave $6 million to somebody. Let me, let me give you a, let me give you some words of advice, player, player, because you ran up on Kit, our, 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 our managing director at Longworth Theater. You ran up on her in a way that no man should be running up on women. And if your wife was next to you, she ought to, she ought to check you because you don't run up on people talking about you made a big mistake because they, they, you, you, we sent back the $250 uh, donation. We sent it back because we don't want your money. Simple as that. Simple as that. We don't want your money because you are harassing, not just, not you, you ain't run up on me and I've seen you in it. I've seen you at, a, at events. I saw you at the creative arts workshop with the, with the, uh, with the uh, uh, Toshi Reagan uh, concert conversation with uh, Shah over at Creative Arts Workshop on the steps. You ain't say a damn thing to me. You know why you ain't say a damn thing to me? Because I'm 5'8", 280 pounds. You're not going to mess with me. White men like you only going to mess with people that you think you got some power over. And you don't got no power over me. You don't got no power over me. You don't got no power over me and Diane Brown and anybody else. I, white men like that, they do that kind of, they know who to do that stuff too. So the fact that he ran up on Kit at the gala and, and was like, like he was going to hit her. Let me tell you something. I would have wore your ass out. Do you hear me? I want whoever's listening to me, if they know him, Tell him I'm looking for him. Tell him Babs Rawls Ivy is looking for him. And I got words. I got words for him. Because if you want to talk to a woman in such an insulting, demeaning, disrespectful way, I'm going to give, come talk to me. I sit on the board. As a matter of fact, I serve as the secretary of the Long Wharf Theater Board. So come to my face and tell me we made a mistake giving back your $250 and see what happens. I'm just, come talk to me. I'm just, listen, I'm not advocating violence. I'm just letting you know, you're not going to talk to, you're not going to keep talking to us like that. I'm telling you now, and I'm going to talk about you every day, all week long, because I want people, I want this to get out to you. I want this to get back to you. I know your wife sits on the common ground board. Had I known she was your wife, I would have voted not to have her sit on that board. This is how angry I am with this whole situation that you would spend so much time calling our, our staff, the Long Wharf Theater staff out, harassing them, emailing them constantly, constantly, constantly emailing, harassing, sending me messages. Why? What do you get a, listen, you serve on the board over there 
at, at ArtSpace. Bequeath your money to them. Bequeath your money to them. Stop messing with long war. I don't understand. Then you want to hold meetings with people around, around town or outside of town talking about we could take over. You could take now in the 11th hour. Where was you? Hour one. You know what? Get some, somebody tell Lee Stump I'm looking for him. Tell him to give me a call. He can know how to find, y'all know how to find me. Tell him to give me a call. Come, come see me. Come talk to me. I'll buy you lunch. Let's go sit down and have a drink. Cause this has got to end. Cause my next, my next conversation is going to be with the police department. Cause this can't keep going on. We have to see count. And maybe he's an attorney. He knows better. I don't know. But somebody tell Lee Stump, I'm looking for him because I need him to stop this foolishness. Now I know they're taking a vote on Tuesday at the Creative Arts Workshop to him for him to serve on that board. Let me tell you something, Creative Arts Workshop. Don't do it. Don't do it. I wouldn't do it. He is, he is problematic all over town with his foolishness. He is problematic all over town. So you know what? Don't threaten us with your will. I, I don't even, who does that? Like, who, who does that? You've been watching too much. I don't know what you've been watching. But whatever it is, you need to, you need to stop it. You need to stop it. And whoever, whoever hears me and knows him, tap him on the shoulder. It's like, you know what, Babs, looking for you. And I'm going to do this every day this week. Every day I'm going to spend about five minutes talking about how he has treated these hardworking people over at Longworth Theater. And they're sick of it. They don't got no beef with him. We didn't say you can't come to the theater. When you come to the theater, act like you got some home training. Do y'all know what home training is? When you come someplace, act like you got some manners, like you've been raised right. Stop sending these emails. Now, if you send an email about this rant, I'm coming for you tomorrow. I'm going to come every single day. And then I'm going to find out what your email is. And I'm going to e start emailing you. And then I'm going to put your email public so everybody could get a little piece of this. Because this has got to stop. You are harassing people. You are harassing. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Any man that runs up on a woman the way that you ran up on Kit ought to be dragged through the streets. You don't do that. Where they do that at? And people were standing around like shocked by it. Somebody should have hauled off and slapped the taste out your mouth. But, you know, white folks, is, white folks won't do it. Had I been standing there, baby, we'd both be in arraignment today. I'm telling you, stop acting like that. And your wife is standing next to you? Listen, what's her name, Abby? Sit him down. Do your, do your wife part and sit him down. Because you're not getting any favors either. Y'all are about to become, y'all are, be, are are really becoming annoying to, to, to the New Haven art scene. You really are becoming annoying to the New Haven art scene. And everybody that talks about this, don't they can't understand it. They think you're unhinged. They think maybe you have some kind of chemical imbalance. Why is he taking this? I have no idea. But I know one thing, it's going to stop. It's going to stop. And you ain't say a damn thing to me. And you know, I sit on the board and I saw you at Creative Arts Workshop, sat next to y'all. 
You ain't say a damn thing to me. Not one word. You know why? Because you're not going to do it. You know what you're doing. See me in these streets. Catch me in these streets. Catch me in the streets. So we can have a good conversation. So I can understand why you are behaving this way. Because it is, it is, uh, it is challenging for me to know that grown people of means carry on this way. I don't get it. I do not get it. I do not understand it. Like, move on. You know what? Take your will money and bequeath it. There's a gazillion art organizations in this town. The Ely Center would be happy to take your money, I'm sure. Helen Calder would take you to lunch and have a good conversation with you. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know what? Collective consciousness could use your six month, six million dollar bequeath. You know, just stop it and stop, stop using the 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 idea that y'all have some money you're gonna leave to somebody as some kind of whipping stick. That's sad and pathetic on a lot of levels. When you could really be doing some good in the world, if you feel like you you got that kind of money to blow and spend and bequeath, do some good in the world. Stop harassing Long War Theater. We are moving toward an itinerant model. We have done it. And we are embraced across the country. People are looking at us as a model of how to do this. Theater across this country has to reinvent themselves. They have to look for new audiences. They have to open up their doors and, and, and raise the flag of equity and inclusion. It's a new day. It is a new day, my sisters and brothers. And so we have to rise to meet the moment, not the other way around. So we have to rise to meet this moment. So somebody tell Lee Stamp, I'm Stump. Stump, is it Stump? Stump, tell Lee Stump I'm looking for him. And he can find me. Uh, and you know, y'all know my email, mediababs at gmail.com. Uh, or you can always find me on Facebook or find WNHH on Facebook or the New Haven Independent, or Inner City News, find me, find me. Because I think, I think we got we to deal with this. I've had enough. I've had enough of listening to, to people talk about what we're going to do, how we're going to do this, why is he, why is he, why is he? We're going to deal with this baby. So y'all, if y'all know Lee Stump, tell him I'm looking for him. I ain't hard to find. I have 5'8", purple hair. 280 pounds, give or take 20 pounds. <laughs> take 20 pounds. <laughs> Tell what I'm looking for. If I sit, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't remember what he looks like, but I know I was sitting next to him because I know his wife because she came on the, she came on the, uh, the common ground board as I was leaving the board because I was chair of the board. So I was stepping off the board. But let me tell you something. Had I known that she was his wife, I would have said no to voting her on. I would have just said no. I was like, no, I'm not going with that. You know, maybe she's not, you know, maybe she's different than him. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like if she can't control him, if she can't, she can't shut him down from the foolishness of these emails, then we just put all the emails out there. Just let them flow. Well, they're already out there, right? Because he goes on to, he's go on these rants. <laughs> and 
And people were like, is he crazy? I, I, I guess. Is he chemically unbalanced? I, I don't know. I don't know nothing about him. I don't know where he comes from. I don't know nothing about him. But I'm going to make it my business this week to find out because I've had enough of this mess. I've had enough of it. Can I just tell you, I'm, I'm t- the staff is tired of this, fielding these calls and emails from this guy. Just cut it out. Cut it out. It's done. You know how you can support the Long War Theater? Show up to stuff when the season starts. That's what you do. Because we, we are done fooling with you. Stop sending Jacob Perdon these, these racist tinged emails. Stop it. Cut it out. Stop making these disparaging remarks. Aligning yourself with people who feel the same way that you do, who are racist in their tone and temper, but they don't want to, but they never cop to it. But you say racist stuff. I done seen all, I done seen a great many emails back and forth from people. I've heard all kinds of mess from people. I've heard all the disparaging racist things that they think they are not being racist. Cut it out. Cut it out. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. Get on board. Get on board. So that's all I'm going to say. So that's my Lee Stump rant for today. Tune in tomorrow. I got another one. But if y'all know him, y'all tell him Bab's looking for him. Just tell him. Tell him. And if he want to meet me, I'll meet. I'm happy to meet him. I'm happy to meet with him because I need him to stop. Stop it. You know, stop it. So that's all. I'm not threatening him. I don't got no threats. I got no threats for nobody. I'm just saying. I, I know how to sit and have a conversation and just like, listen, stop this. You you are you are really looking terrible. You're not coming, you're not looking like a winner on this thing. <laughs> you're gonna be shunned. People are not gonna have you on their boards because you you're too loose of a cannon. You 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 missed the mark, you're not focused. You're not trying to do stuff for the arts. You're looking like a petulant child. Okay. I'm done now. Y'all see Lee Stump. Let him know I'm looking for him. That's all I'm going to say. Let him know I'm looking for him. I'm telling you, this, uh, this, uh, this season is flying by. It is already the 26th. And October shows up on the first Saturday. So we had a we had a really good the Yale Access to Law School program had our classes at Next Haven on the penthouse level, which is you know the top floor. I didn't even know they had a top floor. Very nice. Have a little walkout balcony. And it's like it's like um it's got a whole kitchen up there, right? So it's got a kitchen and it's got all this open space. And then sliding doors to a, a really great rooftop deck. Really nice, you know, really, really nice. Uh, I, you know, to see, I love seeing New Haven from different vantage points. So when you're up high, you can look over from a place that you wouldn't normally be able to uh, get at. It's very nice. But they had a wonderful exhibit uh, happening. Um, and I didn't stay for the talk. But I did go in and catch um, catch the exhibit. And I want to tell you whose exhibit it is. I, I don't have my handbag. I thought I pulled everything for it. But uh, let me let me let me quickly <laughs> let me quickly find it. 
because I was so I was so moved by it. So anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, let me see. Let me see. I gotta find it. No, that's not it. Oh my gosh. Sometimes uh, trying to get. Oh, here we go. So it was uh, the Willis Thomas, Hank Willis Thomas. So he's got this wonderful exhibit up called um, The Truth Is I Am You. So he's got all these um, bub these balloons that are, you know, like uh, balloons that you would see like a pop up over your head uh, of your thoughts. So you grab one or one finds you and then you take a marker and you write whatever you want, your truth on it. So I, I wrote black, black is luxury. And then I put my name on it and then you let it go. And it, they have a little fan in there, a couple of fans around the room that you don't even notice. And the balloons float up all around you. It is, it is quite dreamy to be in the space. I, this is why I love artists because I would have never thought of that. I just, I, I, why would I think of that? I don't even know. So anyway, the opening was Saturday. Um, they let me go in because um, um, it was an opening Saturday from one to three, but it was like 12 when we got out of class. But they let me go in and take a look and take pictures. I took pictures. And, uh, and then there's a, there's a beautiful, interesting red bench outside of Next Haven. It's a bench. You can actually you sit on it. I got somebody took my picture on it. I was like, whoa. I was like, this is an elaborate bench. <laughs> Clean lines. But a, a lab, like it's a lot of bitch. It's a, it's a statement. So anyway, um, uh, but people people uh, people enjoyed the talk, and from what I understand, uh, but uh, I I so loved going, and to see the sisters who are still running it over there, it's very nice. So the truth is, um, and if you go to my Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram. It's up there. So the bench is is the balloon. It's not a balloon, but it's a red, like a little bubble that you would write. You, you know, when you watch, when you see cartoons or when you see um, pop up things, you know the words are always above their head. It's that. It's, it's the shape of that, but it's bright red. Um, but it's a great. It's a great space. So yeah. So I did that Saturday. Saturday um, after class. Um, at Next Haven. I really like going to Next Haven. It's a very nice space. Very nice space. Good use of space. And so I think we'll be there a couple of times throughout the my time in this program. So that we are at the law school and we're at this space. But it was very nice. It was very good. And I'm glad I got a chance to, uh, to witness it and uh, uh, take it in. But it was good. I I enjoyed that very much. And uh, I, the talk was at two o'clock. So I, I couldn't because I had to, I had a few errands to run and then I had to get ready for the gala. So that's what I did. But we had a good time. It was a good time, people. It was such a good time. So it was a good weekend. I really enjoyed that. Then I, then I was watching this ridiculous uh, uh, the, the House of Dragons. I, 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 I tell you, you miss one episode and it's like you missed a hundred years. I was like, what is happening? I was like, wait, that girl, she's got, 
weird. So, so I saw it a little bit of the preview. You know how when they, when they show, when they start the show, they give you a little preview of what happened. So I was like, oh my God, so much has happened. Jesus Christ. So much uh, deception. <laughs> Listen, I watched. I'm very uh, happy. I'll tell you what else I like. Let me tell you what I watched over the weekend too. I don't know how I had time to do this. But um, Neil Patrick Harris, Uncoupled, is such a well-done series. And I think there's only like eight episodes or something. I hope he comes back because it's really... It was, it's really well done. Um, and uh, I've never seen uh, a gay uh, uh, show that was just so witty and smart and sophisticated. It really was. It really is. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm with this. I'm with this. So, but anyway, I watched that and I enjoyed it very much. And I watched, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm following the Sandman series and I'm enjoying that. It's interesting. I did talk to Harry. I was like, Harry, they had a serial convention and everybody, everybody in the hotel thought it was like cereal that you eat. <laughs> no, no, it, it was a, it was serials and serial killers. <laughs> it was a serial killer convention, but they just called it serial convention and everybody just assumed it was about serial. <laughs> so, so the little kid in the story was like, I like serial. I'm gonna go see what I can see. And he stumbles across the, what it really was. And oh, mayhem ensues after that mayhem ensues so anyway i just was like okay whatever you know, i think i think they're canceling sandman why it's doing very well in the in the ratings i thought they got season two under the they got season two coming i read netflix um is canceling sandman really i gotta go look that up harry because that's such a good series it's a good I, series. I haven't looked at it yet, um, but I was reading that it is a, a good series, so I don't know. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So there's, there's rumors that it will be canceled. They're trying to save it. Really? Yeah. It's beautifully looking, too. Uh, well, they got a season two coming up. I mean, they've done it, so I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they not going to do a... What they're yeah. saying is one of those shows that will probably be picked up by someone else if it gets canceled. Mm. Well, hmm. well, I like it. It's a good show. It's a, it's a really good show. Surprise, it's not too scary for you. It, you know, it has its moments, but it, but I, I tell you, there are moments, Harry, where it got me thinking about, like the, have you watched any of it? No, I haven't. Well, there was a, there's an episode where 
death death is a, a black woman and uh and when she goes to get people she has learned since she's been doing this how that people in the end just want you know they want to be assured that in the end that they got kind or whatever it is like that she she figured out that you just don't have to swoop in and like snatch people that you can show up and and help and calm people into knowing that this is it for them even though you know they when you see her you already dead <laughs> do you know what i mean harry so she makes it very like like nice like and people are like please please can i just get another minute i I want to say this. I want to do that. And she's like, no, it's time. Um, and then when she explains how she got to this place of being caring about how she does the work, it was quite moving to me. It was just so moving to me. Anyway, and it's, she... a, it's a quirky little story. It's a quirky little show. The Sandman is uh, is about, um, do you read any of the, um, the Gaiman books? Because they're based on the Neil Gaiman books. Yeah. But is she um, delivering you to, you know, what portion of the afterlife? How no, she's not. She does. That's not her job. Her job is just true. to let you know it's time to go. <laughs> I guess there's somebody, you know, you know, Harry, it's always a chain of some sort. <laughs> it's the, the bureaucracy of death. Yes. You know, there's a line somewhere, Harry. You gotta go get processed over there. You gotta go get dealt with over here. It's never, it's never just a streamlined, you know, thing. You know, so, but, uh, but I just it was my one of my favorite, one of my favorite episodes episodes I've ever seen in my whole life. I thought, wow, that was really something to think about. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, anyway, uh -huh. there's a lot. I mean, it, this is the seed. You know, the this week is the week that all the seasons start. You know, the yeah, the TV series. So, um, yeah, I mean, Karen's already, you know, looking forward to all the shows. And I don't know what I'm looking forward to, Harry, because I. I'm not I'm not committed long term to any show really. Uh, I, can't, I, mean, I can't do these long, long shows. So there, there's a couple of shows coming back that I feel has have run their course, you know, that it should just wrap up. Like what? Um like um SEAL Team. Oh, I don't watch any of them shows. Um there's a few others. There's I was thinking about catching Quantum show. Leap. I saw Remember the Quantum first Leap? episode. Yeah, I saw was the it first good? episode. It's um, it's okay. I mean, it it's it has to. It, it, I'm gonna give it a few more weeks for it to grow on me. Okay, it's one of those kind of shows. Well, it, it wasn't like oh my god, right out the box. So. But since I was a Quantum Leap fan, I'll stick with it, see if it, if it grows on me. Okay. Well, it's gotten good reviews. Uh, yeah, I mean, the whole, the, the, 
old while well, the premise is still there the old premise is still there so everything is the same it's just the actors growing on you whether they're selling it um but yeah so it, it's okay so far i i know what i gotta do i gotta get to the movies to see um woman king um it's gotten such yeah, good reviews uh, plus i love um you know i love viola davis yeah yeah um yeah i gotta get figure out how to go to uh, well this week this saturday i'll be flying to south carolina so but maybe we'll catch it over there we we're bored one night but uh hopefully the weather i mean with that hurricane coming towards florida i hope it doesn't affect myrtle beach um yeah i think this is the first big hurricane in two years that's gonna actually that's pointed directly at land again so Mm. hopefully we're good hopefully we're good i don't want to spend the whole time in the room so i know it's supposed to be raining when we get there so we'll see okay it'll still be a vacation so Mm um i'm just you know looking to test negative right now (laughs) yeah you still haven't tested negative? Nope. I tested Saturday, Sunday, yesterday. Still positive. Um, I may be a little early on the testing. I thought, you know, this week has felt so long. You know, this past week has felt so long. Um, that I felt like I had done 10 days already. But my 10th day is actually... Wednesday. Oh, okay. So, so I so according to Paul, you wait the eleventh day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, storms coming our way. Angel says, uh, "There's a storm coming out." I I don't think I don't think we're gonna get any of that. I think it's gonna turn, or, or maybe he's talking about Myrtle Beach. Um, Oh, when it's are you gonna, leaving for vacation next week, right? I leave Saturday. Okay. Well, you'll you'll test negative by that time. Yeah. You'll be fine. So I mean, how's Karen I, feeling? Karen's good. Karen tested negative. I think the fifth, sixth day. She was over it. Um, I'm about two or three days behind her. Okay, so you'll you'll test negative in no time. Yeah, so, but it's just frustrating. I'm trying to force it. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> I'm trying to force a negative. Who is who is in the room right now? Why are they in the room? Uh, Tell them we don't come. We don't. You know, uh, send, know send them a message that we are. We we uh maybe they're just testing your stuff. You know, we go live at 11.15. Are you with... Uh, yeah, because people... I know people are always like, you know, uh, trying to figure out their... Um, you know, yeah, their... Leave, uh, leave them there. Yeah. You'll be fine. 
we, we sometimes I get people showing up just to test it because Zoom messes yeah, up. Yeah, because I know. I know. Oh, so Angel's saying Myrtle Beach storms are coming towards Myrtle Beach. Hopefully not. Stop stop putting out negative uh vibes on that. Hopefully it hits Jacksonville. Wait, you're not leaving till Saturday, right? Right, right. No, but I we I was looking ahead and I know it shows rain Saturday in Myrtle Beach. Oh, okay. So and I know in the next few days this hurricane is gonna hit Florida. It's pointing directly at Florida. Well, you might yeah, just pay attention in case you can't get down there and then yeah. the storm does damage. You got a plan B? <laughs> plan B would be to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We haven't been able to vacation in three years. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, to be sad. Maybe we'll, to, maybe we'll go to Angel's house. He'll have you. He take has him a, a hat. A nice yeah, that way you can take him his hat. Put a hat, put a hat in your bag just in oh, case. That's right. Oh, that's right. I got to put a hat and and uh, mail it from Myrtle Beach. There you go. You could do that, can't you? Unless it starts raining. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no, it, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't even know where the extra hat is. <laughs> I said Angel has a compound out there. You know, he has a pretty big house out there. And he's like, no compound. Yeah, but it's a nice big house, Angel. <laughs> also, you just treat that like vacation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you just treat that like vacation. Like, all right, I'm in, I'm on vacation. That's what we're doing. So, yeah, that, that's not a bad. I, I'll have no place to go. I'll, I'll be working for the first time. I won't have this time off with you. I'll be working. I, I know. This is the first time you won't be taking vacation with me. I know. I mean, I guess I could have, but Nora needs the experience, so yeah, so I'm good. It's like, all right, it's fine. Yeah, I was it's supposed fine. to be, um, you know, I was supposed to be in New Haven today. I wanted to get for all of this week, um, but this thing, this COVID thing. I know it's 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 uh, make sure you yeah. get ready for your other vaccine. Yeah, I can't believe I got it. I cannot believe I caught COVID. I thought I was immune, damn it. I, I don't know why you thought that. <laughs> just because everybody else had caught it and I didn't. I was just like, man. G guess who don't have it? Guess I, who won't have it? <laughs> I know. I, I, I don't know if I'm jealous because I don't want to have your problem either, but. No, you don't want my problem because <laughs> if, if, you, if you have some milk protein, it's like having COVID. Oh no, yeah. And and we read that story last week where that lady died. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, you know what? No. I, thought my, I thought my camera was on the whole time. Nope, it's not. Ah. Unbelievable. It's what not. It's not. Okay, here I go. It's another week. <laughs> yeah, so Reverend Odell is my guest. He's got um a, a a workshop coming up and uh Yes. She wants to talk about it. I know she was on Lucy's show. Yeah, she was on Lucy's show Friday. Um, 
yeah, she has a nice thing coming up. Um, yeah, Karen was like, uh, you shared um, a book, Interruptions. She's like, you don't share nobody's stuff. I'm like, well, I like this guest, so I guess uh, I, should... <laughs> <laughs> I shared her stuff. <laughs> Listen, Harry got his likes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I do have people I go, okay, I'll, yeah, I like this person, so. Harry's got his likes, don't y'all? He does I'm like not, stuff. Yeah, but I'm not saying I dislike anyone. No, like, no, like, no. I, I never, no. No, I know, but people think, oh, wait, wait a minute. So he likes that person. What does that mean about me? N nothing at all. <laughs> like all of Gab's guests, all of them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want these, I don't want these guests to be all feeling some kind of way because they all want to see Harry when they come in, when they, they always want to be on Harry's good side. I was like, let me tell you I, something. I, I, I like all of them, Dubs. I like all of your guests. I know, Harry, I know. Except I for the ones you except for the ones you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like them, I don't like them. Harry, I've not had any guests I I don't think have well, I we, had any guests I don't like. We did, we did, but on your criminal justice. Oh, on criminal justice, because that's because Jeff always got the guests. Yeah, there was some of them. I was like, "Oh my God, if I, I could get rid of some of them." But you know, that that was that was Jeff's baby. I was just along for the ride. So you're listening to Love Bass Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Um, you know, there was a school shooting in Russia. What? Now, they don't have guns over there either. You know, it's like so what, wait, school shooting in Russia? School shooting in Russia. You mean the police ran up in there and was killing kids? <laughs> no, no, not, <laughs> not the police, but um some guy modified you, you know how I was um telling you to get the projectile gun? Yes. Well, some guy modified something like that and, oh, and made it boy. into a real gun. Ooh. And he went in and he shot 13 dead, 23 wounded in, in Russia. I was like, that's stuff you don't hear about over there. And he was a former student of that school, so who knows what the connection is there. Um, but that, that, that was just weird news for me because you have places yeah. who are really strict with gun control, but there's so many creative people out there. They could... I mean, there, there really is. I mean, there really is, Harry. Yeah. People can make all kinds of stuff. They can make anything. Yes. Um, and in New Orleans, they're so short on police that they're hiring civilians to help out. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be a civilian on the job trying to tell people what to do. Uh, no. No, do you get a gun? <laughs> no, they're not hiring you to be a police officer. They're hiring you to... What? Tell on people? <laughs> <laughs> it says the New Orleans Police Department is getting creative <laughs> and will be hiring civilians to perform some tasks. What, what so tasks? So they'll be monitoring phones. They'll oh, be okay. doing online report issuing traffic citations. Wait a minute. 
Wait a minute. If you're not a cop, I ain't taking a citation from you. No. <laughs> right? Survey. They'll be surveying major events like Mardi Gras and Essence okay. festivals and stuff like that. So there'll be eyes. They'll be like the see something, say something patrol. Okay. Okay. That's that's pretty good. So that means you could get in stuff for free. <laughs> that's, that's how I, that's how I read that, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true that's how i read that, that's oh. one way that's one way to look at it you you just you go and you say well okay i'm willing to help out I'll, I'll cover all events yes there you go i'll be at the essence i'll be at the <laughs> <laughs> i'll be at the football games <laughs> i'll be at all the cool stuff don't make me i don't want to do kid stuff yeah so this is a bit of a island crime surge in New Orleans. Um, oh, gosh. So. Maybe we nice. do need a purge, Harry. Maybe we do. <laughs> don't say that. I don't, I'm not saying it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not even suggesting. I'm just saying. No, I know. I mean, it's it's crazy out there. It's crazy out there. There's a lot going on, people. Try to stay situationally aware of your environment and don't try to be a hero. If somebody comes up to you and is robbing, you just give it up. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff happening out there. It's I know. Crazy. These people, they'll shoot you anyway, Harry, because you don't have nothing. <laughs> like, how are you robbing poor people? You don't know poor people when you see them? Like, you don't know poor people when you see them. If you're in a poor-ass neighborhood and hijacking people, it's, I'm pretty sure you know that they are poor people. If you hijacking cars in a poor neighborhood, you know, it takes a lot for these people to pay, make this car note. Why are you doing it? I saw a guy on a video refuse to give his stuff. They didn't shoot him, thank God. But he was like, how are you going to take my stuff? How you? I worked for this. You just going to walk in and take my stuff. And it could have ended differently for him. You know, they chose not to shoot him. Um. But there's a lot of people out there who don't oh, care. Who will? Like yeah. that guy, like the father they shot. And and then they left the baby in the backseat to die. They carjacked him. Yeah, and got... then they left the baby in the backseat to die. Like, and then they caught these guys. Harry, what do you do with that? What do you do with those people? It's... I don't know. And you know, I'm, I, I, I am for, I, I, I am for, compassion and i'm for all of the things look i read two stories this morning but that broke my heart right there i was like why i read two stories this morning of a person getting shot because their dog pooed on somebody's lawn or something so i mean come on a woman shot dead two days after 21st birthday because her dog pooed on somebody's outside so even walking your dog is dangerous, Babs. Walking your dog and your dog doing his business. I, I'm not sure if she didn't pick up the pool. <laughs> but I, 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 this is what I want to impress upon people. If you shoot somebody like that, Harry, you're not going to go back to a normal life. Yeah, no. Do you no. know what I mean? Like, is it going to be worth it to you to sit the rest of your life in jail? Now you don't even get to enjoy your lawn. You know why? Because your ass is locked the hell up. 
Why would you? People are not. I like. I don't know who these people think that they are that they could just shoot somebody because they get angry about something. Your life changes too. No, well, right. This person's life is over too, right? Because look, <laughs> he Babs, he came out with an AK-47 and shot this young lady dead because of dog poop. But what does he think is gonna happen to him? Does he think the police gonna be like, thank you for doing our work for us and go ahead on about your life? Now you're gonna drag your whole family through this foolishness. You're gonna lose everything that you worked for, for foolishness. I don't don't understand. First off, an AK-47 is illegal. I mean, obviously, (laughs) but so you're right. I mean, are, what do you expect people to go? Oh, she was notorious for letting her dog poop. You sh- thank you, thank you very much. Because now she won't be laying, you know, leaving stuff behind. This is insane. This is insane. Of course, you should pick up your dog's poop. That's well, right. yeah, you open the door and be like, make sure you clean up your dog poop. <laughs> that drives me crazy too. There's some people over here who leave their dog who yeah. behind. Um, so it does drive, but not. But not I'm, to the point where you want to kill them. <laughs> I'm going to light you up with 24 shots. No, no, no harm in the dog. You just got to <laughs> shoot it. <laughs> it's crazy. She was walking her dog with her boyfriend and he just sprayed them with 24 shots. He caught her. Gosh. This is in Denver. So the crazies just, just all over the place. far. I, you know, I think Harry, I think we have an anger management problem in this country. A bit. I think we, I think we need, I think, I think um, conflict resolution, all this stuff ought to be taught from pre-K on up so that people learn how to deal with misdirected anger. Cause that's really what this comes down to misdirected anger. You know, like what makes people so mad that you want to kill them? over some small stuff what it's crazy so i i stopped to read this article because the therapist's name is shabri rawls and i said oh "Hmm." (laughs) is it related to me (laughs) yeah i'm like let me see maybe do you know shabri rawls no No? it's a rawls is a is a uncommon name right it's an uncommon i have an uncommon name so, so the, the title of this article is Black Therapist Who Was Fired for Urging Black Men to Seek Therapy on TikTok Breaks Her Silence. So she's a therapist and most of her clientele are Black men. She went on TikTok and said, please, Black men, get help. Get, you know, go get yourself somebody to talk to and stuff. And somehow TikTok turned on her saying she was criticizing Black men and everything. Really? It's crazy. So, and she was fired. But, but, I could, but I could wave a Confederate flag all day. <laughs> <laughs> like. I, I, could, I could sing Dixie all day. <laughs> what? Uh, so i, I mean it's great it's crazy I, you you read certain things and it's like where where are we where <laughs> i feel like i i just fell through maybe i'm in quantum leap babs and i just 
<laughs> landed somewhere else. Where, where the hell are we? I, I just feel like I'm on the yellow brick road. <laughs> really? I'm in the poppy field. Like, this, this, leave me in the poppy field. Just, yeah, yeah, it has to be the poppy field. <laughs> just leave me in the poppy field. All right, so we're going to take a break, Harry, because we got guests at 1015. Yep. That's all right with you. We're going to yes, come back with uh, uh, Reverend Odell Montgomery Cooper. She's going to talk about her uh, event that's coming up around uh, trauma, which is what we're talking about. <laughs> Or what we're making fun of trauma. A so. healing for generational trauma roundtable. So, yeah. 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 So let me so cue some music here. And we'll be back.
darkness away from your heart Slowly enters in and then it claws you apart Spark your flame until your fire explodes You won't be scared if you're led by the light and hope Don't let the weight of this world, don't let it get you, don't let it get you Forgive like you distant shores I've been waiting wanting more for the whole night and it ain't right I've been saying what's on my mind trying to explain what can't be defined and for so long it's been so strong suddenly it's clear now that I can hear The ones that I wrote Oh, these melodies Here are some memories And these love notes I found in an old coat Mean something new All because of you I've been looking 
beautiful people. Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. I'm delighted because I get to talk to my Sora, Reverend Odell Montgomery Cooper, and her peoples, Natasha Webster and Melanie Lee, because on September 30th, they are having an event, an interactive roundtable healing experience. And it is um, it is all about um, talking about generational, a uh, healing for generational trauma. And, uh, and she has been um, a champion of this for quite some time. And so I'm delighted to have this conversation with her today. So we can talk a little bit about what uh, generational trauma is and what folks can expect when they show up on September 30th, when they register to show up on September 30th um, to, 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 to participate in this roundtable. Hey, Odell. Good morning, how are you? It is lovely to see you again. I saw you yesterday. It was very nice to see you in the space. Oh, it's good to be back in that space and to be out with people and music and, and networking and seeing folks who have made it in a celebration of life. Yes, yes, that's yes, that's important. So yes. tell me about this event coming up. Tell me what you're working on. So as you know, my story, the book, you were at the book launch, you are in the book, uh, Interruptions. <laughs> <laughs> You've been a part of this journey since I've been in this state and part of my healing journey. So interruptions is the healing journey is about the book and the workbook. We've been able to create a workbook and we've been doing training um, throughout the city, throughout the state, helping people to identify mental health behaviors that we have in our everyday life that we overlook and we misdiagnose that's not helping us to heal based on our culture, our age, our zip code, our faith. So what we're going to do, um, Natasha and, and Melanie are two of my facilitators. What we're going to do is give you a taste of what the Let's Talk program is about. So instead of having a lecture and conversations, you're going to experience it. We're going to talk about interruptions because it's not just on gun violence, it's any interruptions that people go through in their life. We're going to talk about what trauma looks like, the behaviors of trauma, how they show up, and most importantly, resilience and emotional wellness, because we want people to be able to know how to take care of themselves. And even though we're providers for others, helping others to heal, we still have to take care of ourselves. I like that. All right, so Natasha and Melanie, jump in here and tell me. I can't what is, hear what... you. Can you hear me now? Uh-oh. Can you hear me, Natasha? I can hear you clear. Loud and Melanie, and you can hear me? So why don't y'all talk about, why don't y'all talk about what facilitation okay. will look like? Can you hear Reverend Odell? No? Now you're muted. Okay, go ahead, Natasha. All right, let me fix me. Yes. So I let her work on her. Um, she kind of went over a gist of what we plan on doing. Um, it's like giving you a taste of what the actual training is like. We'll focus primarily on discovering what interruptions are because a lot of people may not understand everything that happens in life could be considered an interruption, whether it be the death of a loved one, a marriage or anything significant in your life that happens 
and how you react to it is an interruption. But we'll go through what an interruption is. We'll go through and explain trauma and intergenerational trauma, and most importantly, resilience. How once you go through that interruption, how you survive on the other end is important. So we'll kind of go through what you need to do to maintain and survive and be successful after you go through an interruption. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Melanie, you want to piggyback on that? I think that a lot in good morning and good thank morning. you for this time. Thank you so much. I think most of what has been said is pretty clear. I think the only thing I would add is that we are working on developing safe spaces within our communities to discuss and address emotional wellness. There comes a time when we're afraid to talk about some of the things that go on because we're afraid of the stigmas that are attached to it. So part of what is happening with this program is to encourage community-minded members to step out on faith and have these discussions thoughtfully and intentionally without fear of being judged or taking things to a level that might make things uncomfortable for those. We want to inspire personal and social enrichment. We want to promote an inclusive environment. We want to foster um, an awareness of identity and um, resiliency as, as Natasha mentioned. So this is a real community strengthening opportunity for everyone that will be involved. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about general, generational trauma, what, 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 do, what do you define that as? Explain that to me. I define generational trauma as words and behaviors that we were taught from our elders, from our church, from our community, our zip code, our peers, that we continue to pass down that are not helping people to heal. Men don't talk uh, about what's going on in their life. If you're a strong black woman, you're not supposed to cry, keep things to yourself. If you're a person in your faith, then have more faith. Um, Trust God, God's gonna get you through it. And black people don't take the pill and we don't take medicine. We don't see doctors, we don't talk to counselors and not to cry when you lose a loved one. So these stigmas that we're passing down that we continue to pass down and not understand why we do it are crippling all of us at various ages zip codes, educations, and we're not allowing ourselves to properly heal. Mm -hmm. So that's what we talk about generational trauma. I also have to announce that we're also partnering with CTVIP because when they, with Connecticut Violence Intervention Program, so when they go out into the streets and they're trying to de-myth all the, 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 the fighting that's going on, and trying to control the gang fightings and backlashes that goes on, we forget about the parents and we forget about the siblings, the friends who have to go to school the next day because their friend was shot. So generational trauma. So we're partnering together to let Connecticut know that these are resources and tools that they have available in their community. Mm. So are people surprised when they when they understand what generational trauma is? Because I. I know how we do in our community and all the things that you listed are the very things that I have heard 
throughout and through in my lifetime, maybe not directly, but indirectly. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know anybody who has not had some experience of those very kinds of, you know, men don't cry and you're a strong black woman and, and all those kinds of tropes that sort of keep us imprisoned in, in, in pain. Yes, and that's what we're going to talk about. These behaviors, they show up. You know, um, I remember growing up, I had an aunt that we called Moody. You know, my uh, the elders would say, oh, she's Moody. Well, she had depression and she passed this depression on to her kids. And now that we're in a different age, they can be diagnosed and they've been diagnosed with having depression. We don't know that certain mental health issues are hereditary. I didn't know that my brain aneurysm was hereditary until after the fact. So we don't share with our kids. Uh, we, we hide medicines that we take. We don't share our health records with our children. We don't know what we're passing on. And then language and behaviors. So it's showing no blame anywhere, but we really wanna make sure that we provide support and help to our community. Because Babs, as you know, we're coming from the faith community. Pastors have said, I'm almost overwhelmed. I need some help. Yes, yes. And I, I don't think we talk about that part enough either, that, that somehow or other ministers and folks of faith have to be this unending wealth of support and, <laughs> and giving and just full all the time. And I'm like, well, who, who ministers to them? Like, where do they go and find safe space to sort of say, you know what, I'm overwhelmed and I'm, and I'm not doing well, you know, that kind of thing. So most pastors have asked for this program. We've launched it at Natasha's church. Melanie's teaching it. We've had book talks. We've been to First Cathedral. I'm now teaching it at Christian Tabernacle with Pastor King um, because your pastor is not your doctor. <laughs> you know, they're your spiritual leader. They're not your doctor. And if something is biologically going on with you, your pastor can't see it, nor can he heal it. Yes. And we have to give ourselves permission to go get help and not wait for our pastor to tell us that it's okay. And I think one of the biggest things is, oh, you have to just pray, just pray and put it in God's hands and then do nothing else around that, right? Like, and it's hard to move people off that because what you're, what you're, what you're, I get the sense of Dale, that you're not saying don't pray and don't put it in God's hands, but there are other things that you can do to, to help. And yes. to yes, I'm saying pray and um, pray and see a doctor, pray and take the medication if you need to pray and take the tests, pray and, because you were in the ER, you were in the room when the doctor came out and said, stop praying for her. Um, she's not going to make it. And you're like, I'm not stopping. <laughs> but, you know, I don't care what you all say. You're like, go, go, leave, go. But inside, I had to fight. I was bargaining with God that I wanted to live. So I had to release the trauma and the pain that I refused to let go of because I felt that if I kept it, then I would stay closer to my loved one that had passed. 
and it wasn't true. It was a burden that I should not have to carry and I needed to let it go. And if I, if people want to live, we don't have to suffer. We don't have to carry that pain of trauma because it's too heavy to carry. Mm. So Natasha and Melanie, what, when you, when you do these facilitations, what, what often comes up for people? Um, I think the primary thing people discuss a lot is grief. Um, I think we don't know how to properly go through grieving. Um, I think society tells us, like Reverend O said, that when you grieve, you learn not to cry. And I think even in the book, she discusses how she was telling her daughter not to cry, be strong. But we have to learn, you have to grieve properly. And there's no time constraint on how long it takes to grieve. So once we got that in place, I think people can feel more comfortable. It may take one person a few months. Some people may take years, but there's no time constraint on how long it takes you to grieve. You do what makes you feel good. You do what makes you feel comfortable. And there's no specific thing you have to focus on. So I think even for myself, um, I've lost a few people during the pandemic and also some friends this year. And reading the book and going through this training, I learned how to grieve properly. I learned also how to have better relationships while people are here. You become more in tune with your relationships and you focus on what's important. So I think overall, it's just made me a better person. And I think people, once they go through the training, they learn how to adapt to interruptions and things that they go through in a better state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And on that, I guess I can add that some of the things that I've, I've picked up are understanding your place in life. I think part of one of the things that stands out for many of the participants is looking at an interruption, looking at your birth as an interruption, as mentioned in the early parts of of, uh, Reverend Odell's book. Um, One of the things that a lot of people tend to gravitate to is the discussion of where they fall in their families and how that impacts their relationships as well. So we deal with understanding that interruptions may be a good thing and also may be a bad thing, depending on which side of the fence you're on. In addition, it becomes important to listen to the voices of the men. The father in the opening part of the of the book as well is almost silent. He has a presence, but he's, he's, he's not really there uh, vocally. So you also learn to start listening to men and listening to what they have to say and why they're not saying more and why they're not saying why they're there, but not uh, given the platform necessary to communicate their feelings. So you deal with that and, and you deal with, you know, your, your identity and, and everything. And it just comes all together Uh, you know, as we get further into discussions, it becomes extremely helpful in understanding, you know, where you are in the grand scope of of life. Hmm. So talk to me a little bit about um, working with younger people, not just adults, but um, trauma in families often 
uh, around children and what we keep from children, what children experience, what they have to figure out, what they have to piece together, what maybe happens to them. Do do you do some of that facilitating work around having families understand that children are a part of this too? Some of the discussions, oh. Um, (laughs) We do. When we did the training in Hartford, we had a young person who said, I want to be trained as a facilitator. And she's 22. She says, I want to be able to do a training for young people because I know what we're going through and what we don't talk about. And she has children. And what we forget is vicarious trauma. You know, people, our kids feel our pain. They feel the, the, the hurt and the feel the tears and they can't express what they're feeling. As I'm openly talk about in the book is I'm living with my daughter and I didn't see her coming home every day and didn't see her, didn't see my granddaughter, stopped spending that quality time with her, but it didn't prevent her from feeling the trauma that we were going through. And she goes to school and she's acting out. She's angry and she's acting out. And the teachers are like, come get your child. You know, she's, this is not the the Maya that we know. She's misbehaving. She was traumatized. She was vicariously feeling what we were feeling, but didn't have the language to talk about it. So we have to be able to, we, we talk about behaviors and we think we're shutting it from our kids, but they're seeing it on television, on YouTube, all these places. And there are things that we say as adults around kids that we should not be having those conversations. You're muted. Yikes, I didn't even know I was muted. So how are you, how are you, uh, do you have a specific facilitation for young people? Um, and, and a training for young people so that they can in turn maybe do peer-to-peer facilitation of these kinds of things? Yes, this training is designed for anyone we looked at from 18 years of age and older um, because it's generational. So what they're experiencing, they're watching their, their elders, their parents, their siblings go through, their friends go through, what they're going through, their children. And how do you identify it And how do you break through these myths? And how do you, again, like Melanie said, have this safe space to talk about it? Mm. So yes, um, this is what we're doing. This is why we wanted to partner with CTVIP. And we have young facilitators that are on the interruption team because, you know, we're, I'm 60. So I see things differently than what she sees. (laughs) So, and when we've had these training, these train, these questions have come up. And, you know, one young man said, please tell the story. He said, I had to bury, we we buried my friend on a Saturday and I had to go to school on Monday and I failed the test and people and my teachers thinking, what's the matter? You didn't study. And he says, he didn't know what his body was going through, how angry he was. And nobody stopped to talk to him about what happened to you. Not what's wrong with you, but what happened to you. And it's the language that we cannot forget our young people. We cannot expect them to bury a friend 
lose a mother, lose a loved one, and then return to life on Monday and everything be okay. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of us have done that. So, so this brings me to, to ask the question, do you bring this to the school system? Do you bring this to teachers and paraprofessionals around so that they, so that they have some awareness about, you know, when they start that class on Monday, maybe some of these kids have gone through something over the weekend uh, that they are not able to deal with or have not been able to process yet. And your answer to your question is yes, they've been invited to come out to, to this event. So I'm hoping that they do. Um, I've been trying to network because as you know, this is not the space that I've ever been in. I've been, <laughs> you know, this is not my profession. So people don't know me to be in this space and to talk about let's talk and interruption. So I'm going out and introducing myself in this program and sharing, but that's why we wanted to have next, this Friday, not next Friday, this Friday. Yes. That's why we wanted to have this Friday so that people can come out and experience it and understand it and ask questions and figure out how do we partner with you? How do we get this into the schools, into our churches, into our communities, into the Boys and Girls Club? How do I you know, train my facilitators on how to do this? Mm. So, so when people go through this facilitation, what happens? Like what happens after they've, after, after they've come to like September 30th, what, what, what are, what are they to leave with? What are, what is the takeaway? The takeaway is I'll let my, I'll let Natasha and Melanie talk about that because they've experienced it. (laughs) Well, for me, I guess, I, I guess what I can say is one of the takeaways would be to share the message, to get, you know, to, to develop an environment where you encourage people to participate in further discussions, that you gather your resources and that you become more aware and you start paying attention to what is happening in your churches, in your schools, in your communities understanding that young people as well as seasoned people have de- have issues with trauma, have issues with many different things that happen in their lives, whether it be losing a loved one, losing a pet, losing a job, something happens to that person that impacts the community. And so it becomes extremely important to allow them to participate in them again. And we have, we have, uh, an extended um, uh, workshop program that is available once we set, I guess once, I guess once it's over and I, you know, Natasha can speak more to it, but we, you know, we have an extended program that allows us to come dig, digging deeper into some of the issues that are raised um, that come up. Where do you find yourself right now in your community? Do you feel like you're making a contribution? How can you make a contribution? Do you want to do this work? Do you want to contribute? Do you want to take on another um, modality? Is a ton of things that could happen. So that's part of what is, is going on. Mm. And to piggyback on what Melanie said, another major thing we want people to do is to look for symptoms of trauma. I think a lot of times we're 
we're around people we're not paying attention to them there are signs that people have especially when it comes to suicide a lot of people commit suicide and the signs are there but people aren't paying attention so we want them to understand when people are traumatized or going through certain issues in life these are what you need to be looking for in those people and understanding when people need to get help um, a lot of people deal with pain in silence and letting them know it's okay to ask for help. It's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength. Whenever you go for therapy and you let people know there's something going on with me, it's okay. That's a sign of strength. You're saying that I understand that I have something going on within myself and I'm strong enough to say I need help. So we try to empower them to understand you can get help. There's people out there who are willing to help you and you don't have to suffer in silence. And the other thing that Melanie also mentioned is an extended training. We want people to get a taste of what these things are, but if you are really interested, there's extended training that can help you understand trauma. It's to understand emotional wellness, grief, and also the different processes you go through as you go through grief. It's not a one-step process. So with the additional training, people understand there's a cycle you go through. It's not a beginning or end, it's an actual cycle. Mm. So Adele, talk to mm -hmm. me about how did you create this? Who do you, who do you, do you talk to the professionals that are, that do grief work? Um, do you talk to psychologists, psychiatrists? Like how do you, how do you, how do you build this? How did I build this? It's been a blessing and a grace from God. Um, Reverend Streets found me and he says, how can I help you? Alice Forrester with Clifford Beers said, how can I help you? After the production launched four years ago, a Dr. Stephen Southwick called me and said, I saw your production, how can I help you? I didn't know who he was and come to find out after I Googled him that he was the he was the Albert Einstein of PTSD in the country. And he coached me every month for a year and before he passed a couple of months ago. And he says, what I want you to concentrate on is resiliency. He said, you missed it. He says, people are resilient and they don't know that they are. So what are they gonna get when they come on Friday? We're going to talk about emotional wellness and resiliency. So no, this is not a space that I know about. So I've had to ask for help. And they read the workbook. They've corrected my language. They checked the box. They made the changes. Um, Reverend Street said, nope, let me work with you a little bit more. This is not clear. Alice said, nah, take that out. You don't need that. That's too much. Um, and, and Dr. Southwick was add this whole section in on resilience. So they've come to me, they've helped me. And I've even reached out to Dr. Bellamy. Um, she's local, I've, I'm introducing myself to people who have PhDs in this field, credentials in this field. And to say, I'm new to this field, I'm doing this from a peer to peer perspective, not a clinical perspective. I'm talking to everyday people, everyday language about emotional wellness, resiliency that we can use in our everyday language and behaviors. Mm, I like that because I, I, you know, I, I'm a, 
I'm a good friend and Sora of uh, Dr. Misa Akbar, whose uh, commitment to urban trauma and what that does to our communities, not dissimilar from what you were doing. Um, she helped us with the play. She helped me with language for the play. So she was on board. She was like, how can I help you? So yes, good. she was there also. So, so, so it seems like we are blanketing our community uh, with opportunities for wellness and resiliency, which is a good thing. So, so you're doing this event on September 30th at Bloom, yes. on Edgewood Avenue, which I'm excited about. Yes, because if you've never been to Bloom, the wellness, the emotional wellness, the healing is just looming as soon as you walk through the door. So I partnered with uh, Alicia and we're having it there because where else can we help you to feel good about your day after we talk about trauma. Yes, I think that's a good idea. And so so the day starts at what, 11? Or what 11, time is it? 11.30 to 12 is registration and lunch. We want to get that out of the way. And then at 12 o'clock, people will break up into small groups. They'll be in either Melanie's group, Natasha's group. We have another one, Pastor Gill, and our young facilitator, Shana. She is going to be in the room so that the, based on your age and conversations, this is how we have it broken up. And we'll just have conversations. We're talking about the book and the workbook so that you experience it and you feel it. And you, if you can walk, and they will, they will walk away and say, I learned something, I felt something. And if they can, if they stay, be true to us, be true to themselves, in three hours, they're going to say, I got it. Yes. I understand why the Let's Talk program is here and what they're trying to do. So so do you have a, uh, so after the September 30th event, is there another event? Like if people miss this, where else can they get it? Well, they can find us on, they, if they miss this, they can find it online. We're going to start doing online classes. We're going back to virtual classes. We're doing some in-person classes. So we're hoping to get new clients so they know that we're here and they can sign up for additional classes on the website. Or All right, tell people how to find you. What's, what's the, uh, the My website? My website is revodellresilience.com. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually like that a lot. <laughs> Rev, Rev Odell, O-D-E-L-L, Resilience, Resilience? Resilience.com. Resilience. Dot com. Okay, so people can get more information. So if they miss, they miss Saturday. Friday. And, and I mean, if they miss Friday, um, that they'll have opportunity to find out how to get in touch again. Yes, and I'm on and Instagram, social Facebook. media, LinkedIn, Facebook. We are all over. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Are that's you coming, good. Babs? You know you got a special seat. No, I, I cannot come because um, okay. I've got another commitment, but I'm there in spirit because I know that this is going to be good for the community. And I think whoever walks through those doors will walk away with uh, armed with some good information and some tools. Yes, tools. Not just information, but tools to manage their everyday practical lives, which I think is way important. So, so thank you, Reverend thank you. Odell. Thank it's lovely you so to see much. you. Thank you, Natasha. Thank you, Melanie. Thank and, you. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing how it goes. I want to hear uh, how it goes. I'll call you after we talk to you Saturday. Are you going to the football game? I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I, cause you know, I'm in the, 
law class, so it might take a little. Okay. So, you know, I got a lot of things going on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? But I'll keep yes. yes. Thank you all for coming on this morning. Thank I really you. appreciate this. So uh, y'all make sure you go to their website, to their Facebook pages and, uh, and make your way to uh, September 30th to uh, Bloom to participate in this wonderful Thank you. Uh, opportunity to grow. Everybody to register. So we have a head count. Yes. Register. Register. So thank y'all. Y'all enjoy hey, the rest you. of your day. And thank you for starting off my Monday. So good. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Take good care. Harry, play us out. Thank you so much. I'll be back tomorrow, y'all. Mm-hmm.